Hey friends, my name is Marcus Maldonado. I am the host of this podcast, Stuff I Wish I Knew. My first guest is Coleman Griffith. Coleman Griffith is transitioning from playing college football to uh, pursuing a different passion, MMA, uh, UFC, mixed martial arts. Uh, The reason why I chose Coleman uh, to be my first guest is because I admire how he's able to endure and push his body to the absolute limit. I'll tell you this quick story. Coleman and I uh, played football together. He was a senior and I was a junior in high school. We entered into a competition to see who could hold a plank the longest with uh, 50 other football uh, football players. Um, me and 48 others, we only held a plank you know, below 10 minutes. Coleman and another person were, were able to hold their plank for 25 minutes. And I remember Coleman being in a, in a pool of sweat shaking and you know that everyone was just admiring like how how are you able to just push your body to do that <laughs> and i guess th- this this episode you could just listen to coleman and how you know how sports has changed his life and i guess i'll let coleman take it from here here's coleman griffith it was great i never a lot of people get to the point where they're like I don't like football anymore, blah, blah, blah. No, I still love the game of football, but it developed my, my love for wrestling even more. And I I think, I, I, I told Raymond, what, two years ago? I think two years ago that I wanted to do this. And and it's kind of weird when when you tell someone you want to do something. And like I, I see all these inspirational things that like the people who, who care about you the most will kind of put you down the most. Not in the fact like no one put me down, sure. but it's like, when I first said that I was gonna do this, no one believed in me. And when I tell you like no one, like they thought I was just gonna go out there and like, first of all, they didn't think I was gonna train. I don't know, I don't know why. They thought I was just gonna wake up one day and go out there and hopefully do good. I wanted to do it for like two years now. And then at the end of, when, when football ended, I was like, okay, I need to get with a, a guy or a promoter. And Raymond's brother, Ricky, sent me this random guy on Facebook. and. God has worked in my life so many t- ways with the football, and I think he honestly has worked his way into this too. That he just sent me a guy and he said, "Hit this guy up and see if you can get on like a card." And I hit the guy up and I was super chill. I was like, "Hey man, I'm a new guy." Did you call them or text? No, him? I texted him on Facebook because because okay. I guess you could text on Facebook now. I was like, "Hey man, I don't know. I I know you don't know me, but I'm I'm a I'm a, a young guy looking to get into the MMA game." Uh, if you have any room on any card, just let me know. And then he, I think he texted me back the next day and said, that's great, man. No problem. I got you. And I was just like, right there. I was like, okay, this is like not professional at all. Well, no, no, no. But like, this is weird because I thought, I thought the game would be so hard to get into. Sure. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be so hard to get into. And, and this guy just is like, yeah, sure, man. I'll, and and I kind of think that when I got in that level, that those people high up are, are are high up, but it's not that high up. But like they're people too. It's just like those NBA guys that we say were freaks. Yeah, they're just like normal guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone, everyone's just like a normal guy when it gets down to they it. They play Fortnite. Yeah, they play Fort. Drake Drake plays Fortnite. Nikhil plays Fortnite. Nikhil's gonna get drafted next yeah, year. I feel is. like I'm having a podcast with him. Yeah, soon, yeah. Nikhil's got to get drafted next year. If he goes, um, but then yeah, I hit him up, and then I I started. I think I told, 
I think it was Raymond who I told first, and he and and Raymond was the best guy because he he just said, "Okay, let's go to work, and and you'll be fine." You know what I mean? Sure. He, he never gave me the, "Are you sure, man? I don't know. You don't you don't seem like you want to do it or any anything." He was just like, and that's what Raymond's always been good at. I mean, you could tell Raymond right now, "Let's go to California." He was like, "Okay, <laughs> let's let's go." You know what I mean? And that's a great trait, but. Uh, and then I had to start telling some other people, and uh, I told my girlfriend, and she did the basic: "You're gonna get killed. You're gonna get sure. your face is gonna get all bruised up." And she kind of warmed up to the fact that I really wasn't gonna get all bruised up, and I and I could still, and I, I have more fights, and that could happen. So that's in the game. But the weirdest person that I felt like so afraid to tell was my dad, just because I don't know what he would say. You know what I mean? Because he, because he's so influential in my life, sure. he's my hero and all this other stuff. If he told me like, no, and like you're an idiot, you need to do something else. I think I would have, I, 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 I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. And and that's that's one of the regrets that I would have forever. But he was so chill, and we were at Panda Express, and I was like, hey man, I gotta tell you something. And it and it was one of those like weird things like you tell like your dad that some chick is pregnant so you know what I mean like like it was like it was like I stopped eating I was like I gotta tell you something and then you know you know when when you get those words he you know what I mean someone's like okay what's wrong and then I was like I want to do this MMA thing because we would talk about it all the time around the house and we would just joke around and I was like by you by you fighting no no no, about just like watching MMA stuff online okay or not online on TV like UFC and I was like, I know we joke around about us a lot, but I want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I want to do MMA, and I want to do UFC, and I miss wrestling so much, and all sorts of stuff. And, and he just looked at me, he's like, he's like, go for it. That's awesome. And I'm like, I'm like what? And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, you need, to, you need to do things in life that you don't want to have regrets in life that put you back to the point where you're his age, and you're sitting there like, man, I should have done that, or... Cause he, cause he said that with football too. He's like, you're gonna grow up one day, or you're gonna wake up one day, 50 years old, and you're gonna say, I can't play football anymore. I can't shoot hoops anymore. I can't do all this other stuff. And you're always gonna have those stories that you played football or, or you did those things. And he's like, I'm all about making memories. That's what he said. And I was like, it was just weird because all the all the weird things went away. Like, why in the hell was I scared scared of telling him that I was gonna do this thing? And and it. And it started like the, man, I gotta tell you something. So he was probably like, oh my gosh, Alex is pregnant or something, <laughs> or something like that. But, uh, and then I, the promoter guy put me on. And honestly, it's been, it's been a weird ride because it's, it's still new. And I have this, this new fight coming up. Well, to, well explain the, how the first fight went. Oh, the first fight Just explain went, that whole process. Oh, of- the, the, whole, the first process was, was crazy because I had no idea how it went. So I got set up with this promoter, and he, we made this fight 10 weeks prior, 10 weeks in advance, and he, he calls me up and he said, hey, do you want to fight this guy? He's 0-2 or 0-2 oh or 2-0 or whatever. Um, do you want to uh, fight this guy at one, 170 pounds? Because that's the weight I wanted to go, 170 uh-huh. pounds. So I was like, okay, sure, whatever. I watched a couple fights that he had. He he didn't look that good, didn't look that bad. And then about 10 days before the fight, and I was excited for the fight and all sorts of stuff, about 10 days before the fight, he texted me, the promoter, and said, hey, your guy might come in a little heavy. 
is that okay? And I'm like, well, I'm, I weigh about 178 right now. And I mean, how, how much are we talking about? And he's like, well, he maybe can make 180, 185. And I'm like, I'm like, no, you need to, I was like, and he's like, will you fight him? I'm like, nah, I wanted, I, I wanted to fight at 170. He was like, if you can find me a 170 guy, I'll fight him. So about six days go by and there's about like four days left until the, until the fight. And then he, uh, I text him like, Hey, did you find me another guy? And he's like, Nope. I just told that guy to lose the weight. And I was like, cool, whatever. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't know how much he really weighed or anything. Sure. But, and so we all, we go to pace and we win that Friday night, me and me and my boy Raymond, we get there and he, he's not there. You're supposed to show up at four to sign papers and then weigh-ins are five thirty. Uh, so we get there, everything's fine. Uh, we sign the paperwork and we're, we're waiting for weigh-ins and he doesn't show up because we know what he looks like. We've seen his Facebook and stuff, but, and, and he's not around in the crowd. And then five thirty shows up and the promoter comes over to us. Uh, me and Raymond is like, he's like, he's not going to make it. I was like, he's not going to make weight or he's not going to like come up. He's like, he's 190, did he say 190 pounds? <laughs> yeah, he said, he said he's 190 pounds and he, he doesn't know if he can make it. And me and Raymond were talking the whole time like, okay, if he comes in at like 175 or maybe 180, I'll still fight him because five pounds, 10 pounds, depending on if he looked like a uh, brick house or if he looked like a pud. Yeah. But, and then I was like, I was like, bro, don't even tell him to come up here if he's not going to make the weight. And he's like, he's like, F that guy. I'm making him waste the gas to come up here. Because the guy, the, the guy texts the promoter, like, oh my gosh, the wins are tonight. I'll be up there as soon as I can. And he lives in Mesa. So he's going to he's gonna be already late to the Wayans. So it's Tucson? Hold on, what? Oh, Mesa to... Yeah, so Mesa to Payson. That's like a three-hour drive, right? Two and it's a half? A, it's like an hour and a half if you book it. <laughs> yeah, so he, he shows up. He shows up an hour and a half late to this weigh because because everyone weighs in. And I felt kind of weird because I was the only one who weighed in like, and didn't have a face-off. Because everyone else weighed in, and was it then intense. It was some of them were intense. I'm not gonna lie, but I didn't get that experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I I weighed in, and it was like, I think I weighed in at 169, like a pound under. Damn. Yeah, and then he was like, I was like, got my shit and scurried off the way and got out of the way for the other guys, and then they weighed in and like did like a face off instead of in front of the That's cool. the canvas thing. Did they take pictures and stuff? Yeah, they took pictures That's and awesome. stuff. And then me and Ray went to like the local Chili's, and I texted the promoter. I was like, hey text me when he gets there and I'll come and watch him weigh in because I didn't want to know funny business that he weighed 300 pounds and <laughs> said he weighed 170 so like I said he was an hour and a half late and sure. we got to Chili's and he he gets well he looks he looks what would you say like I want to say trailer trash but like like he's been working he's, he kind of looks like trailer park trash yeah it's like trailer park <laughs> trash and, and he gets up there and and he takes off his he takes off his clothes and it now it's just me the promoter ray him and his girlfriend outside there there was like 50 people out it's there. outside yeah okay and then there was like 50 people out there but now there's just, you just five. six yeah. or five and he takes off his clothes and he gets on the scale he's 200 pounds what? so he gained about 10 pounds from when he told the promoter that he was 190 and the promoter was pissed man the promoter like went in on him and was like Bro, why didn't you tell me you weighed 200 pounds? I could have found you a fight 10 weeks ago at 200 pounds, and I could have found Coleman a fight at 170 10 weeks ago. And he's like, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't lose the weight. And I, I'm from a game, and Tristan's from a game, he knows, and Raymond knows, that in wrestling, if you're even like a 
half a pound over that's astronomical you're like that's that's shock value like half a pound or pound over you, you just don't show up uh to a wrestling match over weight a pound or a half pound this boy comes over 30 pounds overweight that's just i don't even know and then the promoter promoter reamed him basically told him to to go to hell you know what i mean and then the promoter told me and Remy, he's like hey man I, i'll try to find you a fight in 24 hours but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen and, and me i'm i'm just like hey man you got you got a big show to put on the next day uh don't sweat this you know what i mean if it doesn't work i'll, I'll be on the next one so it's about two o'clock the next day and i'm i we drove back to to tempe and it's about two o'clock the next day and so i call him or no he calls me and he's like hey man i'm sorry i i couldn't get you a fight and i'm like don't worry about it it's cool that stuff happens guess i don't even know and then he was like oh he's like no i really apologize man because i run a i run a good show and i don't want you to be like discouraged that i'm a bad promoter and stuff i was like oh no i mean that guy just shit the bed for both of us and then i told the promoter i was like hey can me and my uh my boy ray and, and my dad come up there and watch the fights and he's like yeah sure no problem just come at five o'clock for the, the fighters meeting and we can give you your passes so we get up there we kind of sit in this the the stands for like 20 minutes what time is it this is no yeah so so he calls me at like 1 30 a.m or p.m no no this is p.m okay so he calls following me day. yeah the following day so this is saturday he calls me at 1 30 p.m and i'm like okay we have to leave around like three if we wanted to get there around five sure and then again i text raymond up i was like hey do you want to go up there sure and, <laughs> and you're savage yeah raymond raymond's down for the for anything and and then uh my dad was like okay yeah let's go so we left around three got there at five and we sit there and he all the fighters start coming in and a couple of them come up to me like hey man did you find a fight i'm like no nah, i'm just here to to watch and and for some reason in my head i he told me to bring my stuff but i was already gonna bring my stuff just in case that one miracle 10 percent thing happens that he either finds me a fight or someone maybe uh cancels cancels that's what i was thinking of i was thinking of because there was one other 170 pound fight uh, that maybe that guy got sick or something sure. the night before and i would step in and then so we went over to the 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 fighters meeting and we're sitting over there in the corner and he's going over the rules the refs going over the rules illegal elbows all this other stuff and the cut man and then he 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 starts talking about like what he hates and he's like he hates people who are late and he hates people who are disrespectful kind of like don't be late because he uh he sent the itinerary out like three weeks three weeks in advance and then he hates people who are late and disrespectful and then he went on like 10 minutes about talking about me and about how he like felt that i got disrespected sure for but the guy other guy not making weight so at the end of the speech and all he was like if there's any 170 pounder in the in the crowd or in the like out of the fighters who wants to fight my man coleman step up and I'm like, I'm the kind of guy who literally no one knows me. And it was Raymond in the room and my dad went to the casino uh, across the street to gamble. But I was in the room and I was sitting over there and I was kind of like, like, like kind of blushing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, everyone's looking at me and all stuff. Were you smiling? Or I was like, smiling just because like he, he would point. Like smiling, be like, smiling? Like, like, like this. Like a full smile. Like a, like a That's cheese a full smile. smile. Yeah, yeah. Because cause when the guy calls you out and like 35 people are looking at you, you're like, okay, that you don't know. Sure. And then he's like, if anyone wants to fight my man Coleman at 170, step up. And then some like murmurs 
were happening in the back because I was up in the front. Murmurs were in the back, like Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> like like whispers. And I'm like, in the I'm like, I'm like, what? And then he, he they said something like, "Aren't you 170?" Like to some guy, and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Well, do you want to fight him?" And then he steps up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll fight him." And I was just like, "What?" So I literally went from not having a fight to having a fight. And the guy came down, and he he turned it out to be uh, one of the the kids who was fighting that night, like one of his trainers, trainers really? and coaches. Oh shit! And but I mean, I could tell that he he wasn't like the best in shape and the best of all this other stuff. Skill. Skill, yeah. And he comes down, and I, I kind of like not pull him to the side, but I kind of like got in, in like his ear, and I was like, "Listen, man, your boys are trying to put you on right now. Don't do it if you don't want to do it." You know what I mean? I'm not forcing you to do it either. And he's like, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I, I kind of felt like he got was like, he Spanish. Yeah, yeah, he was Spanish. And and he was super cool guy. And they're like, okay, check his weight. Because, I mean, I didn't want to fight him if he was 300 pounds. So he's like 175. And I was like, okay, let's go. And then and then everything started turning. Oh, shit. Like in my head. Because now it's like 6 o'clock. And the fight started at 7. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, who's going to wrap my hands? How am I going to warm up? I didn't bring my pads to warm up. I didn't bring a jump rope to kind of get warm. Sure. I'm like, everything's like discombobulated. I had to text my girlfriend. She was pissed <laughs> because I was like, because she bought a ticket and I texted her at like six, like, hey, I got a fight. And she's like, what? How do you not know? I was like, this literally just happened. So I have no idea just as much as you. And then an hour and a half later, they started the show. And it was like, it was kind of like a dream that happened. Like everyone was coming out. And it was it was really cool because ever everyone was cool. You know what I mean, no one's like a douche. Well, there was one douche guy, but uh, and then and then I come out, and it's like it, I don't want to say it was like a dream, but it was kind of like what I always like imagine it being, kind of like the the wrestling gym, how me and Tristan would wrestle in gyms from six in the morning to twelve in the afternoon sometimes. Uh, and, and everyone was packed in this in this kind of gym. It was local, it was like on an Indian tribe rec center thing. And I go out, everything's fine. And then he comes out with his crew. And when I'm in the ring, I'm kind of like thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, I'm in, I'm in like the, because that was the first time I've ever been in Octagon. And so the, the ring announcer starts announcing us and all this other stuff. And how many fights were there? There was like, 12 fights so you said? a lot of fights and, and all the fights ended within the first round so oh really yeah it was super quick because the refs were really on them like because they don't want yeah, anyone so bloody yeah. and all this other stuff so that like they they were they were calling quick tk uh tk tkos and all this other stuff so te technical knockout. technical knockout it's okay. not like where they're the ref stop yeah it's just like ref stoppage okay and then so and then basically it was kind of a blur when the whole thing started it like and I could tell that I was. So you had to walk up. So explain the walk up. So, so you're behind, you know, the curtains, bro. Are you warming up? Was, like, what are you doing? What like, are you doing? We we're in the back warming up, and and you could see as like all the fighters were kind of getting ready, and there was a back back where you can be in there, and then there was like kind of where the stage was. That's sure. where that's where I was kind of warming up because that's one of the pr promoters said like, I don't want you to come out, I don't want your pr uh, walkout song to come out, and then you come out two minutes later from the back area because then you look like a an a hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And I, I knew when I was up, and then because I I did the Pokemon theme song, the, that the walkout so, song. Oh, yeah. it was so cold. When it, when I did the po uh, Pokemon, because I truly want to be the the very best that no one ever was. You know what I mean? So that's that's the first <laughs> line in, in the song. And then uh, 
I just walk out. I was walking out, and then the guy who was putting in the the Vaseline on my face never had that happen done before. It's kind of weird. Um, and then I get in the ring and all this other stuff. And then he's coming at me, and then I remember talking to Raymond and thing because because we were talking about like our our strategies and stuff. And Raymond was like, "Hey, this guy might not be as good as you, but he can still hurt you, like with either a overhand right or a cross sure. or whatever, a kick. He can kick you right in the head." And I was thinking to myself, "Yeah." And so I go out there, and I could already tell that I'm quicker than this guy, so I kind of use that to my advantage. And I threw a couple jabs, and then he kind of stepped in with his hands down, and I hit him with a two. And then I just kept uppercutting him, and he kind of his hands kind of went up like this to cover his face. So, so two is on a side right here. Two, two is like two is across. Okay. So it's like one, two, oh, okay, okay. three. Okay. So I hit him with a two, and then he kind of put his hands up like this. So I hit him with a with a bunch of uppercuts, and then I just hit him with a barrage of just one twos, and then he kind of curled up in the corner. And and I mean, I'm not. So how did he fall? Like what? Which which punch was it? That I think I think he kind of like he took a couple hits to the face, and then was just slowly backpedaling into the, like a curl position and then was on the ground okay and in the video it looks like i'm i'm hitting him really hard but i'm not i'm not hitting him that hard because i don't want to hurt the dude yeah and i knew that it would have been over then so the the mat the the fight is over i get interviewed after the thing the uh the promoter tells the story of the guy missing weight being 200 pounds and so when you're side by side with the ref he's saying that like on the microphone yeah like so it's how like, joe rogan is yeah yeah there. so okay. joe rogan's in there and then he's talking to me <laughs> And then he hands me the mic. He's like, hey, who do you want to thank? And so I thank uh, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, sure. uh, first. And then I thanked the, the fighter guy, the, 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 my opponent, because he didn't have to do that. You sure. know what I mean? And I, I gave him praise, and he was super cool at the end. He, he yeah. wanted to take a picture with me, and I was like, yeah, man, this was awesome. He's like, yeah, man, I know it only ha lasted 22 seconds, but it was like the best feeling ever. And I was like, man, that's great. And then... Is that how it feels though, man? Are, are you like pumped? Like it's just like blinds are, it's, blinds it's like, are down, it's like, like the, you're black it, out. Yeah, it's it's like you kind of black out in the, in the fact because then then I, I walk out of the ring, sure. I go in the back, I kind of change and I come out and I'm like, what it's just weird. happened? You know what I mean? Like that that just really just happened. And and you know, everyone likes the, like the, the, the praise of everyone. And in this gym, everyone can see everyone. Sure. So like a lot of people are coming up to be like, hey man, great fight or... I loved your walkout song or all this other stuff. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And uh, that night was pretty pretty memorable. And I kept the hand wrap tape that. Uh, that one that you won with? Yeah, that I won with. So I kept it. And then Raymond's like, make sure you keep that. Yeah, I bro, was, that's the start of something. Yeah, and too. I was like, I was like, yeah, because my dad was like, nah, just throw it away. And I was like, throw it away. And then Ray's like, no, nah, go get it. I was like, yeah, Ray, go get it out of the trash. <laughs> so again, my boy Ray steps up and he Yeah, bro, you got to keep that shit. The bro, that's your first one. And that's what kind of blossomed into this. And I have another fight on May 19th sure. up in Parker, Arizona. And it's kind of like the start of something new. And like Raymond, Raymond's getting into it now. And Raymond's going to yeah. start it. And, Hell yeah. and honestly, like my, my hope and dream is honestly to have a team. Oh, that's badass. Like, a, like an honest team. And like, I mean, it's kind of like Uriah Faber has his yeah, uh, alpha male team. Sure. But like, I want to develop a team where, family. where it's just like, like 125, Brothers. 135, like those weights, like they go up and up and up. And it's just like basically this whole podcast was like just boys talking around. It'd be us boys literally just kind of shooting the shit and training and being that's badass. Like I, I would, that's, that's my dream to have a team from literally from 125 to heavyweight of just like of guys who, who just, who just love what they're doing and want to do what they want to do. And 
it's kind of, but once I get to that level, it, I would have to have some like serious, uh, like commitment from them. You know what I mean? Sure. Cause I don't, cause you can get really hurt in this game. You know what I mean? So they would have to be committed to it and I would have to be like committed to them because Full-time they would be, job, yeah. yeah, they would be taking care of them. Yeah. Not, not my like pupils, but like we would all train each other. Sure. You know what I mean? And it'd, be, it'd be all like a family. So that's like the, the dream that I have. And I'm like the 170 guy, and then Raymond will be the 145 guy. So, so literally, my team is growing from from one to, to two already. That's so awesome. It's, it's, I mean, that idea has always been in our head. Like you were saying, you're always with Tristan. That's your brother, mm-hmm. and then you got you join a football team. That's your band of brothers. Like that, I felt that as well, bro. Like I felt like that was missing. Like in college, my first couple of years, I experienced that as well. Like I'm like, I need a brotherhood. <laughs> so I joined this actual fraternity, bro, and it's so much, so much better, fun. Yeah. But it, but you realize it's fun, but you're also there with your boys. Like you care about each other. Like having that brotherhood, and like that's awesome. That's that you're translating this into. It's not just beyond yourself. Mm. You want to build a team. Like I didn't know that before, but that's, yeah, no, that's it's like, awesome. That's, that's the the team thing, and and that's honestly, awesome. and honestly, I'd like anyone to come, like talk to me about it. You know what I mean? Because sure. I mean, granted, I'm I'm kind of everyone who knows me. I mean, I got a. a, a pretty insane work ethic so i mean of course and and you, inspiration and then I, w- I would want them to not have the direct one you know what i mean but i wouldn't want a guy who would who would come to like a practice maybe and then not come for three weeks and then be like yeah i don't want to say low life sure. but like sure but the team is like that's, family that's, you're there every yeah, day you're, yeah. you're committed yeah. you're, you're holding everybody accountable that's mm-hmm. what a football team was like we never bonded with the guys that missed summer camp yeah we didn't have the same respect for those kids or like the kids yeah when, the when kids we're, who didn't doing, come we didn't really and even the kids that i mean they come but you know they wouldn't put in the work you know yeah I mean? they didn't buy in like oh, it's so interesting just to tie it back to you man where you're just creating this awesome team where you're just making yourself more uncomfortable and making yourself do things you don't like yeah or you're not comfortable with you know trying this is a new experience for you you know you're still we're all still we're still growing mm. and some people just get stuck at they get comfortable yeah and that's a problem for a lot of people you know we want to figure out how to get out of those those molds those molds that, those, that mentality that yeah. mentality you you just get comfortable bro you have to you have to do shit that makes you uncomfortable mm-hmm. that's how you grow as a person and that's how you grow, whether it's financially or spiritually or more of a human being, more, more personable. Be able to talk to people, you know, I, I, just doing shit that's different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like when you, well, that's how your muscles grow too. You confuse them to the point where they don't know what you're going to do. And then, and if you go out there and fail, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, like failure leads to so many like better opportunities in life that people really don't know. Like if you, like if I went out there and I got knocked out and I got up and this fight, I get knocked out and I get up and I get, uh, my next fight, I get up and get knocked out. When I'm 50 years old, I can say that I put in the work and I tried, you know what I mean? You got knocked out five times. Yeah, I got knocked out five (laughs) times and it was the best five times of my life. Yeah, I was, I was, I sucked at it. You know what I mean? But at least you tried. And, and and I could I could always have those feelings that like I never regretted doing exactly. any of those things because like I said, I'm I'm developing all these like new friendships with these with these people and it's weird how like on Facebook they love Facebook. All these MMA guys love Facebook and like they at me and everything and I see whatever it's a brotherhood, they, I, bro. They think about you. Yeah, constantly. it's like it's like it's like I see whatever they do and they see whatever I do and it's it's just a weird whole thing. It's, it's another brotherhood, bro. It's you're building, you're building your network. You're mm-hmm. having more relationships with, your, with different types of people, and it's you're 
with that, like building a relationship with somebody else, that just expands your mind more. You know, mm-hmm. they they tell you about their life experiences. If you get close enough, and you start talking about how they grew up and how they start thinking. You know, you you have a conversation with people, you realize how they start thinking. You know, like people could look stupid as hell, but they're just smart. You know, yeah. they're. I'm and, trying to think, and and, and who, it's like a lot of it's a lot of like like pretty women or pretty guys like good looking guys that they just think they're they're just there for their looks yeah women are smart dude yeah a lot of I am stupid I barely learned how to read when I was like in third it took me like an extra two years to learn how to read I don't even know how to read (laughs) (laughs) and I I damn near don't know how to write yeah I'm like I can't even I could I could everything happens for a reason bro it's it's amazing it's truly amazing Thank you for coming. Let you get to work. It's getting dark. Yeah, I, I can barely say, see you. We gotta, we're going <laughs> it's like two back. hours. We're going back to training. That <laughs> was fun. I think we did two hours. Two hours, man. That's awesome. I was going to say, it doesn't even seem like it. Thank you, Coleman, for sharing your story on Stuff I Wish I Knew. Stuff I Wish I Knew is supported by Jungle Official Apparel, encouraging greater individual heights with construction of a healthy lifestyle. You can shop for these high quality products i wear these everywhere i go i i go to the gym with these i go to the club with these these are amazing high quality products i got the hat i got the shirt i got i got the shorts it's crazy it's it's high quality shirt you should check this out go to jungleofficial.com hey guys thanks for listening to my first podcast uh our next guest will be johnny bernal and he is a sponsor of this podcast um he sponsors this jungle official and we'll listen to you know how he has started this company and just how you can start your own company thank you guys i'll see you next week the podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast That's anchor.fm slash podcast.